Fresh my listeners, it's your host with the most Edwin coming back at you for another episode of the Kruger the Kruger dissection. And today I am joined by a very special guest, a guest that was actually recommended to me by one of my previous guests, Carter C. And that guest is Maxwell Gang. Say what's up, guys. Hello. How are you two doing today? I'm doing awesome today. Stunning. You know, I'm doing great myself on this fine Saturday afternoon. Uh, just got off work like two and a half hours ago, so I am kicking it right now. Where do you work? Not in a weird way. So or can we not I, say that on the internet? Well, I'm actually, I'm going to censor this in the episode, but I work at like the hotel. Ooh. So nice. I do uh, like lifeguarding and like pool attendance uh, stuff over there. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, so uh, like 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 today, I was doing the pool attendant uh, aspect, and I was just assisting guests, taking complaints, getting yelled at. But hey, it's cool because money. Yeah, shout out money. Shout out money, bro. Money sucks, but like, it's cool too. No capitalism for the win. <laughs> money, 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 money. We have like Mr. Krabs. I can't do an impression of Mr. Krabs without sounding like a jackass. <laughs> SpongeBob, me boy. Yeah, see, that's yeah. I mean, it's a little worse than that, but yeah. SpongeBob, me boy. I've overdosed on ketamine and I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm gonna sneeze. Oh. No, I'm not. I'm fine. Never mind. All right, take it back. All right, cool. Well, you know, before uh, we continue on like our conversation and this little interview, uh, you know, like introduce yourselves, you know, like who are you, who is Maxwell Gang, and what do you guys do? Um, I'm Dylan. You do your thing. And I am Zach. Um, and we're Maxwell Gang, um, which is basically just the two of us pretending to be six different people all making music together um with we kind of just swap instruments but zach does production and keys and drums and then i'll do like drums and uh electric or acoustic and then we both do vocals so it's kind of whatever the hell it ends up being most definitely most definitely and with uh so just to clarify, there's only like two members, but as you said, you guys like to differentiate in roles. Yeah. Um, so there's, I mean, the first DP was about this, um, where it was essentially just six individual characters that all happen to make music and then future projects are all, they're supposed to be like all six characters working together as like one collective unit. Um, it was just a fun like idea that was it was cool to like practice it i guess in a way like i don't it, it can be executed differently or like uh better in the future but it was it was cool to see how that turns out definitely and you know just like i know this is a very broad question but you know how would you describe uh maxwell gang sound or like your inspirations because from what i was listening like the your album 
available on like streaming services it's very experimental i feel like it's like a theme it's more like it's more so concept whereas your recent ep moments of zen is like acoustic folk stuff so i would describe our sound as just kind of whatever we feel like doing the day we start making this song like the first one we would make one song at a time just straight through finish it and like not come back to it and then we i went through and mixed them all at the end like amateurly but the moments of zen project was just one of the characters which was mainly dylan playing guitar and singing so that one was more of like an acoustic vibe since that character's genre i guess is like acoustic folk music definitely definitely and where does you know the there where does you guys is like different inspirations come from when it comes to you know trying out different sounds and even like your uh, knowledge coming from you know uh, amateuring producing your own releases um so we both kind of like the same stuff but like individually i know um i am inspired by a lot of um folk so nick drake um microphones uh, Bon Iver, Neutral Milk Hotel, that type of stuff, if you can't tell from the the cash project. And then, like, same for, like, drumming style. I'm inspired by a lot of, like, the people that are way too loud. Uh, so, like, Brian, uh, oh, no, Brian Chippendale and uh, Zach Hill, stuff like that. Um, as a group, I know we had mentioned Gorillas in the past, but I don't know if that's necessarily it anymore. What about you? Uh, for me for my production style at least now it's like the weird soundcloud underground hip-hop producer genre i guess i don't know that whole culture is like inspiring me right now but back then when we made it it was mainly like a combination of old school hip-hop and like newer producers experimenting with pushing old school hip-hop as far as like what they can do with it like kenny beats was a big inspiration for me and like kenny mason released his his debut album around that time so that was a cool sound to experiment with and with like you like being into like that sort of like inspirations especially like kenny beats for example were you definitely like uh one of those producers that like watched countless countless uh, like youtube tutorials uh surprisingly surprisingly no i'd say like when i started out like the first few beats i made messing around whatever before maxwell gang stuff I kind of watched some videos just to like see what people are doing and get ideas so I could branch off with my own. And then after probably like a few weeks of doing that, I get kind of annoying just like hearing a bunch of bunch of people on YouTube who don't have many credits like tell you what to do with your music. So I kind of stopped doing that. That makes sense and is you know very viable. And you know, I think it's cool that you kind of just like toss yourself in there and just, you know, just learn really. Yeah, I kind of liked I kind of like just messing around with like sounds, even if it's not quote unquote the most professional sounding stuff that I produce. It's like it's cool to my ears at least. So that's why I make it. Most definitely, most definitely. And you know, sometimes you know, you just gotta say, say whatever to what people what other people think sounds good. You just gotta do what what do you think works best? Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. You know, and it seems like you guys have, you know, been long interested in doing music before Maxwell Gang formed. Uh, what were some of like your other projects that you did before forming together? Uh, so surprisingly, this was our this was both of our first projects, but we were like 
we were involved in music. Like both of us were in our high school band programs. So we're, we're band kids, I guess, but we were both in a band with one other person for like two weeks. And that is that's, true. When, that's when the pandemic happened and it kind of just became like, Oh, we'll just do stuff. Then we did have, we did have one demo song that will probably, it will never see the light of day. At least not in this context. Like it does not match. Uh, you know, yeah. One day you're just gonna wake up and it's gonna be on like live leak or something. Yeah. yeah. One, one day some data miner is gonna like terminal into my PC and download the file somehow. They're gonna get my like horrible guitar track from my Logic on like my two year old computer. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. We love getting hacked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like cemetery. That's how I know I've made it. Wait, cemetery got hacked. Yeah, Cemetery got hacked like three times, but that's not really hacking because <laughs> it's just like the way the distro kid works. Like oh, they I mean, just upload stuff to Spotify. It was funny. 95% of Playboy Cardi's catalog has been leaked at this point. Oh, yeah. True. That's what's so funny. Wait, which artist was it when they were playing an unreleased song and like the crowd started singing along and like he had to like stop in the middle of it? Oh, yeah. That was Playboy Cardi. He's like that in the Playboy middle Cardi, of the song. Right? Like, How do you know this? <laughs> that's so funny to me. Like, yo, I got this brand new song you guys have never heard it before. And like, everybody just started singing along to it. And then you can't get away with anything. Because even when he released Whole Lot of Rent, there was like two old tracks that were like, people were like, oh, I've heard this. And he's like, okay, it's not my problem. It's the glory of the internet. It's not my problem. That's the age of the internet. Nothing is new. True. Somebody will find anything you do. (laughs) Anything you do. That's why you got to have like, you know, like, have you noticed that with like all these like new sites Whenever you like create an account, it's like your password needs this many characters. It needs like these specialized uh, letters. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, for real. It's annoying. That's why we use NordVPN. Use code uh, Maxwell Game. We don't have a code. I don't use that. We don't have that. (laughs) This actually is a great segue to our sponsor. You get sponsored by NordVPN. Dude, holy shit. Are you tired of your podcast episodes getting leaked online? <laughs> yeah, then everyone's going to know where you work, bro. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> You're right. Because they'll have the um, the unedited version where the my workplace isn't sponsored. Yeah, the, the two minutes of extra footage. The two minutes of like extra, nah, not, not even like extra footage. Just like they'll be able to take out the, my little like bleep section. Yeah. God damn shit all right well maybe i should look into that anyways moving on <laughs> all right so with you guys uh coming together how so did you guys go to the same high school and were part of the same band uh class or was it different high schools um it was same high school um i was a year or still am but uh a year older um and i knew him when he became a freshman i was a sophomore but we didn't really like get to know each other until like music theory of my senior year, his junior year. And that's when we just started like bonding over stuff that we liked. We did this uh, like musical thing, like the pit um, together. And we, at the same time did this like uh, album a month thing where we just tried to listen album to day. one album a day, album a day. Yeah. My bad album a day for a whole month. Um, and that kind of sparked our interest in like, music together at least which is kind of funny now because there'll be days where i listen to like 
three or four albums but yeah it's the same yeah but if i have to like clean it all it's like oh looks like there's like four albums on cue already so with these albums was it like albums you've never heard before or was it stuff that you were familiar with um it was all albums that we hadn't heard before whether it was like both of us hadn't heard them or like one of us hadn't heard them and the other one recommended it did we do the thing did we do the thing where it was like you can't even have like a single that you knew from it or did we or we weren't that like no i don't think we did that because i think there's like two albums where i was like i knew two of the singles but then it was like i haven't heard the rest of this album so yeah like injury reserve you knew one of the songs off there i think yeah well no i'd already listened to that album previously that was the one i recommended to you oh true i did listen to that one. that was my album yeah all these albums have to be from super underground artists with only four monthly listeners on spotify <laughs> that was yeah, the case for a few of them that would be an you awful know. listening experience <laughs> <laughs> you know every show they play they cannot sell more than 20 tickets two of them being like the mom and like the grandma that has to come along literally <laughs> like hey like 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 they're doing like they're being so supportive and like the poor kid on stage is like embarrassed <laughs> those are the best when it's like metalcore bands and like some like moms videoing their kid just screaming and they're like i don't dude think that's oh my god part. i love that <laughs> I love that, especially because like nowadays, um, like at least like in like in the Vegas scene, like a lot of more kids are like forming like bands and stuff, like high school bands, you know? Yeah. And it's so funny because if you like look in the crowd, like there's always like one parent like in the corner, and it's so funny. Every single time, it's the biggest supporter. Every, biggest supporter. They go, shout out moms. True. Shout out moms everywhere. Yeah. Shout out Denise. Shout out Patricia. Trish for sure. You know, uh, shout out moms, uh, especially the hot ones. They're, they're they're the coolest. Yeah, shout out hot moms. I love hot moms. That one, um, fuck, what's his name? I like the t-shirt. Uh, Dylan something, right? Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember the, the one... shirt, but I see them, and every time I see it, I go, okay, well, I'm not buying that. Uh, fucking what's his uh the because you get it at, at, at like zoomies, and even I have one low key. Yeah, the I think it's the same dude that has like the virginity rock shirts. Yeah, okay. I have that one too. <laughs> See, yeah. Uh, Danny Duncan. There you go. Oh yeah. Damn, I do. I the most ridiculous merch or like clothing line ever, but I fucking I love it personally. <laughs> so, with uh, you guys like going like way out of your league to find you new know, different different inspirations for you know Maxwell Gang and coming together um how does all of this like come together because like you guys have like your own like kind of similar but unique experiences in music so how does all that come together to do like very experimental alternative stuff um at first i mean the band was formed um this is a funny way to say it so i'll say it this way the band was formed uh while i was in a pit uh and i got a text from Zach and he sent me the track that was Maxwell and I we'd like shared tracks back and forth before and he told me the concept and he's like I made this and I was like we should make this an actual thing and he goes yes this is a physical pit that he's talking yeah I'm about, like this isn't like like a mental pit there's like, no metaphorical meaning he's in like a hole in the ground yeah I actually was in a hole in the ground um and I got the text and I was like yeah let's do this thing um and then I think it was just um some of this stuff i think it was funny because 
we released it and then we kept being told it was experimental. And I don't think, I think we can kind of see it now, but I don't think either of us thought it was at the time. It was pretty straight. Like it's our sound on something that already exists. So most of the characters are like, all right, they do this type of rock or they do this type of like electronic production or this type of hip hop, but it's just the sound choices end up making, making it a little experimental for people so i think it came together pretty naturally i don't think at any point was it like no nah, we got to try to do this sort of thing it was just like what if we made this genre and then saw what it could do and what if you could what genre would you describe like maxwell gang or like not even genre just like a word or like a series of words alternative <laughs> <laughs> that works perfect <laughs> perfect I love that. Right up there with Tim and Paula. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, one that, man. <laughs> yo, bro, the bass player for Tim and Paula, amazing. But the guitar, but the guitar player kind of sucks. He kind of sucks. Yeah, true. Drummer yeah. needs to change up his sounds a little bit. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we definitely pissed some people off with that. Good. It's okay. It's good. Yeah, good. I, I, I'm going to get like five death threats like on Instagram. Like, Tim and Paula's one guy, you idiot. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Needs to happen to every Tim and Paula fan at least once, otherwise they're not a true fan. So, did you know Tim and Paula is just one guy? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and with you guys, you know, releasing your um, self-titled album, you know, Maxwell Gang in February 2021. um, With this release, was it always going to be a part of uh, Friends House Records, or how did you know Curtis C and his label come into? um the, the picture uh we had we had no idea that there was even a label called french house records at the time we knew that carter was in a band called a max ice with lev and that's like all we knew about him at the time we released it at least and then after a while dylan started talking to him more and collaborating with him more and then we ended up on the label it was pretty quick it was like i met him because i was going to be his drummer for his live band and like after like an hour he's like do you want to be on the label which is really fun considering the fact that like like on your interview he said he does not let that many people in and so like every time i hang out with him he's like there's like three more people today that asked and i said no and i'm like oh nice nice i'm special yeah we're special yeah i we 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 are significantly better than the other people by comparison (laughs) i don't know if i don't know i don't know if i go that far yeah there's like a combination of like (laughs) there's combinations of people that make like some fun music and then also like he's like this 13 year old tried to like join today i'm like oh sorry oh man that poor poor carter shattering the dreams and hopes of like a poor 13 year old child (laughs) okay maybe in five years that that child will be the producer for blade so (laughs) (laughs) it'll be awesome he moves awesome be the next anthony fantano 10 Anthony Vantai. Oh, I love that. Love that. Dude. Oh my god. Okay. So you guys are like good, like or are you that like, keep up with like the needle drop and like Anthony Fantana? Yeah, I, at least I know I'm decently into like the music reviewer music Instagram community. I'm not like involved in it, but I I follow it and I look at it every once in a while. Yeah. Same here. I'm I'm not too involved in it. I, I don't really like writing reviews because I feel like doing that would very much contradict what I do, which is putting you know different artists like into spotlights with yeah. interviews like this. 
Um, but I, I, I love like watching them and like hearing other people's opinions and taking in like new music. Um, but every time I see Hitano like uh, review an album that I've been super excited about and I see a red flannel in, in the thumbnail, I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> God it's damn so it. Funny. <laughs> you I know? think that's, I think that's, I like am the worst type of viewer of him because like I'll watch all of his let's argues because I enjoy those a lot. And then he'll like do a review of some album that I really like. And I'll just like scroll to the description and see the score. And I went, oh, that sucks. And then that's about the end. And I don't even give him a full view and I feel bad. Sometimes I don't even like watch or look at the description anymore. I just go to the comments and see if people are upset at him or not. <laughs> right? It's so funny because I know one album in particular that I enjoyed like so much was uh, Dog Boy by Silicami. Are you guys familiar with him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know Zilakami. Yeah, I loved his solo album. And once Fantano dropped the interview, I was like, why, Fantano, why? Please, no, just stop talking. <laughs> Didn't he give it like a three or something? It was pretty low. <laughs> he fucking hated that album. <laughs> he did it's not okay. like it. He might grow onto him. Who knows? Since I dropped Blade, I might as well drop that he hated Drain Gang. Now, now that Crest album came out and he gave it like an actual good score, he's getting drained. He's getting drained. Drain gang. Stop. <laughs> no, it's fire. It's awesome. All right. So how would you describe, you know, working with Carter C and Friends House Records? Because I know when I talk to him, he doesn't like to, I guess, kind of like control an artist or manage an artist. He likes them to have like their own like creative freedom when it comes to that sort of stuff. Yeah, he, he kind of acts as for lack of like a better way of putting it, he kind of acts as like a producer of like an entire label rather than like a manager. So you kind of do whatever you want and he will kind of guide you certain directions that he thinks is cool, but he still lets you take creative control. So like if we make something, he's like, how do you feel if we did cassettes for this, but we also like paired it with this or like if we did um oh i mean we can talk about it now because it was announced but like he's like all right so what if you did this split with us for like henderson artists so like we have this new song uh coming out on the split uh may 6 i believe is what it is so like two weeks away from now um and he he kind of just guides like okay do whatever you want but like uh wouldn't it be cool if you did this and then think about it so it's it's pretty easy to work with him because he is so flexible once you're there um even the label just being like you don't need to take the profit but it's kind of it's kind of fun to um to you know make uh label profit money instead of just uh make the the personal profit and i know geronimo stilton uh who's on the label who makes really dope stuff um their most recent um cassette was for like an animal foundation so they didn't make any of the money so it's it's all really easy to work with and uh you kind of do whatever you want he just guides you a little bit absolutely yeah and you know i i think that's great for you guys um you know and for the label where it's he he gives you that creative freedom but also like he does put in his two cents yeah and it's 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 helpful two cents like even if you don't go with it it's not like what if you like made an entire record by popping styrofoam and you go, wow, that's a, not a good idea, Carter. It's never like something dumb. It's always like, how can I better what you already have going on? 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you know, I'm I'm excited and I'm happy for you guys to like have this opportunity because you know, Friends House has really been making moves recently and you guys are a big part of that. Yeah, it's kind of it's weird to like what I said at the beginning, where it's like he'll be like, Hey, you know this band? And I go, Yeah. And he's like, Well, now they know you exist, or I showed them your music and they think it's cool. And it's like he he's the reason why we have an internet scene at all, because we did not know we had one. <laughs> <laughs> you you just wake up one day like huh 100 followers oh well it's kind of i mean like especially since we have like the friend's house discord it's kind of just been like oh now these people know us and like we'll be like i oh, listen to your stuff and you're like oh i've never met you before but thank you yeah but thank you yeah i really gotta be active in that discord more often i joined i was active for like 10 minutes and i was like all right i'm gonna bed well it's very it's very niche so there are times that I join and there's like a joke going on. And I go, I do not know what's happening, but it's still fun. Still very much fun. And, you know, uh, talking about, you know, like your album and, you know, uh, whole that thing. Tell me about your album cover, because uh, from what I could see, there's like a few drawings and a, like a skateboard, acoustic guitar. What's the, what's the story behind all of this? Um. Do you want to hold on? I'm pulling it up so I can remember what all is on it. And then I'll here. Okay. It's not big enough. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so the skateboard was because uh, I had gotten into skating at around the time, but like, I never got good at it. So like, don't like ask me to do a kickflip if you see me or anything, but <laughs> I was just like into the whole, like watching skate clips, like, going to skate parks and just like messing around and stuff with whatever i could figure out on a skateboard so that's why that's in there and also because two of the characters are supposed to be like kind of associated with it but like very loosely because yet again i i can't do anything on a skateboard and then the guitar is dylan's i think that's dylan's guitar is that my guitar i think it was i think that's yours i don't necessarily remember either way it's either my, way we've used it it's so. a guitar that we used at some point that I think he used it to play cash. I think. If not, then we can act like he did. Yeah, that's but, what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. If anybody asks, and then there's like there's like two other little cassettes on top of the cassette player, which Dylan found in a dumpster. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I oh, literally just dumpster dived at my old job for that cassette player, and it was like we should use this in all the pictures, and so it worked out. Which is crazy because like if I if like if anybody fixed it, it's like an actually good cassette deck, like to slot like with recording like stereo and everything it's crazy but, like one of the channels doesn't work so it's whatever oh yeah i forgot about that and what was this old job um i used to work at o'reilly on west sunset and it was next to this uh place that re repaired uh audio in um in different cars and like uh subwoofers and stuff like that so it was always fun to kind of dumpster dive a little bit to see if anyone left anything cool but then also it was sometimes a nuisance when you're like trying to put up stock and like stuff is falling off because someone's playing like pop smoke through their subwoofer you're like all right thank you <laughs> the heavy as bass yeah every time there was just there was one that like one dude that would come in every like few months and it would just shake the whole window of the place which was oh my impressive. gosh that is impressive. Very impressive. RIP Pop Smoke. Yeah, RIP Pop Smoke. No. 
so you know with this album being released and uh you know this being brought out into the world you guys are finally making a debut how do these songs transfer into a live setting because i know you guys have done shows before so what's it like taking this and putting it in front of a crowd these songs are way awesomer live just saying if you haven't been to a maxwell gang live show like it's not it's not the same like the songs on streaming are are all right but like the live playing them live sounds way better because we can like mess around we can add stuff we can change sounds we can make things louder on the fly or whatever it's like we get more freedom somehow and it's awesome and our live band is sick true shout out to uh shout out to carter for being in our live band and trick the dog for also being in our live band and gus from kangaroo fight club yeah gus if you guys do not know kangaroo fight club even if even if you don't know them like at all, go for Gus because though he's an incredible musician and they all are. So, and you know, speaking of Kangaroo Fight Club, that's actually been one of the bands that I've been like I don't want to say stalking, but like um, scouting the most recently. Yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty sick. We played our first live show on a on a set. Not what's it called? Not set list. What's the, the bill? They're oh, on yeah. our, they were on the same bill as us for our first show. And they played like right after us. I'm pretty sure they were awesome. It was a that was a fun night because like everyone except for Shoy was in each other's bands. So like we had Carter and Gus in our band, and then uh, Gus is in Kangaroo Fight Club, and then I'm in uh, the live aspect of Carter, and then sometimes Zach is too, but not for that night. So it was really fun to just kind of switch off. It was just like playing with friends the whole night, you know. Yeah, definitely. That's like a little uh, musical musical chairs yeah. rotation. Hell Except yeah. it was a the floor or like the yeah the concrete of a stoner Chiba sandwich is, shop. Yeah, so. concrete of a Chiba hut on the other side of town from where we live. So yeah, it's like a forty five minute drive away from my house. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, damn. And I thought like my twenty minute drive was bad. I mean, it was fun. I mean, it gets your nerves out at least for me because driving doesn't make me nervous. So I had like 45 minutes to be like, okay, I'm going to make it on time. I have all my stuff. Here's this. So I had like almost an hour just to like, be like, all right, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I promise. Yeah. And then I start bawling and I crash the car. <laughs> just bye bye Maxwell gang. Yeah. No more Maxwell gang. No, but like now Maxwell gang is going to blow up. Cause everyone's going to be like, Oh, look at this poor guy who died. Oh, oh, wait, he did music. Wait, let's check this out. Yeah, that's true. And then I can like, I can like produce a whole new album and just say he was there for it. And it could be like his posthumous release and I'll get like, like a bunch of listeners. You're going to have like an audio clip of me going like, ha, ah! and then like, he just put that on. Yeah. just like it's sample like, Dylan's voice. So it seems like he was there. You know, it's just like Dylan's last recorded message as like the outro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like him, like, or, like ordering a sandwich or something. <laughs> you know? Okay. Speaking of sandwiches, I gotta ask. I don't know why. What's your guys' opinion on onions? Um, you onions are mid. I think in all circumstances except for burgers, onions are mid. Uh, I I I think grilled and caramelized onions are really good, but don't give me your raw onions because if they're red, ninety percent of the time they're gonna have the onion taste, 
And then you're going to have it stuck in your, like screw Chipotle because their stupid guacamole has giant like chunks. And then the only thing that you taste in your mouth is onion for like hours, no matter what you do. I also hate, like, I've seen people just like bite an onion before. And I Ew. think those people are going directly to hell, I think. Yeah, but Shrek <laughs> bit an onion on the movie. Therefore, they're an ogre. So, like, it doesn't make it much better, I don't think. Yeah, but he's not going to hell. No, but he's green and ugly and people don't like him, except for people that are watching the movie. Yeah, that's the point of the movie, though. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, so onions are all right. Onions are mid. But not the biggest fan. I agree. This guy gets me. Yeah, of course I do. First the drinking, now the onions. <laughs> catch up, Dylan. My bad. Yeah, Dylan, come on, bro. Come on. Got, 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 bleh, gotta catch up. Yeah. I love having <laughs> philosophical conversations about Shrek, too. What's up? Like, Hold just, on, I don't know. Shrek you is go. love, Shrek it's is okay. life. Have you guys seen the video? Yeah, sadly. Sad, sad. I love that. That was like that was a core part of my childhood because of my friend group. Same. It'll never be removed from my head. You need a new friend group. Well, I mean, I have one now. Like, oh, thank God. It was also like during the during the era where that was the whole YouTube wave. Like the Leafy is here, like drama alert. That whole wave, and then the Shrek is love meme format. Oh, like the 2014 to 2016 stuff. Yeah. So I feel like it didn't matter who my friends were at the time. I would have ended up with that somehow. With that uh, just trauma watching the video. Yeah. My friend group was pretty good, and I still ended up watching Willy Bum Bum. So. Okay, now that's something I'm, like even I'm unfamiliar with. Oh, yeah. Look up Willy Bum Bum. Or don't. Not here. You don't have to, actually, if you don't want to. It's on YouTube, so it's not like horrible. But oh, God damn it. What the fuck, the fuck is that? <laughs> you look it up right what? now i looked yeah i looked it up right now i see yeah make the song your outro don't do that oh god i think i would rather not i don't All think right. you'll be allowed to make money on your podcast ever if you do ever if, if i play this song oh god i'm looking at images right now i think i'm a star. <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on so we have uh your guys's uh self-titled release you know, and then the next, re- your guys' next release and recent release uh, in December 2021, so about four months ago-ish, uh, is out, is Moments of Zen, which, as we discussed before, is kind of a different sound than your self-titled being all acoustic and even kind of spoken word almost with the song Lullaby from Another Life. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was... It was kind of an experiment to see if people would be, well, not really. It wasn't for the people, but it was, a, it was fun to act as an experiment to see if people were interested in the individual characters, but uh, like their own projects. But it was mainly, I, I just had um, a couple things to say for my person and I wanted to get them out. Um, and luckily Zach help me with that so any keys you hear on there are him the production is him and it was because i was like make it crappy sounding and he's like okay fine um but i think it turned out i think it turned out well so um it worked out in the end 
Definitely. And you know, speaking of characters, is this uh, acoustic character? Is this who Cash William is, or who is Cash William? Yeah. So we kind of have like most of the characters are not even close to us at all. Um, uh, but I think Cash is basically just who I am, and Eli kind of just represents what Zach does production-wise uh, behind the scenes. So um a lot of the all of the cash songs are very personal so even like you mentioned the lullaby one that's uh that was a like the melody from that is what my mom used to sing to me when we were like sick uh or like just feeling down as a kid so i just put lyrics to it um and i wanted to be super raw so that's why there's no instrumentation that's actually very sweet thank you that is very sweet shout out moms yeah shout out denise again Shout out Denise, for real, for real. And, you know, we keep bringing up, like, this um, idea of, like, characters being, like, in Maxwell Gang and there being six, if I'm correct? Yeah. What can you tell me about, like, the, the different characters? You know, like, who are they and how do they represent different parts of each of your personalities? Or not even, like, represent it because you were saying how it's, like, characters not even close to you. Yeah, um, I think the reason why cash and Eli became characters that were kind of more us is that's what our focus is at our core sometimes. So like Zach is really into like sound design and all the production stuff that goes into it, especially our, our new stuff um, is extremely like textural and dense and it's really cool. Um, And I'm, I'm kind of, I like doing a lot of different stuff, but whenever I write on guitar, it's mostly for folk uh, oriented, but every other character is it was created just to fit the world. So Maxwell is just kind of like the ringleader. Um, I believe we made him have like some sort of anger issues. Uh, Moog uh, just lives in like a poor um, like side of town and is kind of like a poet in the fact that he's he's just kind of in the background observing everything. Uh, Lyle runs the shop. Uh, and who oh, sewer kids just kind of like this sentient being he's nothing i would hope you were sentient huh omniscient omniscient, like omniscient. my bad it's omniscient okay. i'm gonna drop out of college now save you money it would save me money lots and lots of money screw csn i don't, I don't know if you want to say that i don't know if you they don't look up your no name. one knows no one knows it's not a very it's good, like the they're not a very good school. So if they can't respond to my emails on time, they're not going to follow up with looking at my Spotify podcast history. All right. <laughs> yeah. So with you guys, you know, just releasing, uh, you know, this recent EP, how have you, cause I know you were saying how like your newest stuff is a lot more like dance, a lot more, you know, very much out there. How have you guys grown as musicians and grown with each other since you first started making music together? Uh, I would say in terms of production, I have learned specifically to actually spend time on doing things and like add the small details because those matter and like make sure it's not just like the same thing over and over again, like have some variation here and there. And also to not worry as much about whether or not it's going to, it's going to work out in the end because it'll eventually get there. So I just kind of, I do what I think will sound good 
And then if it doesn't, I take it out instead of like thinking for way too long about it. Um, and I, th I think what helped is that first project was like us learning how to like, at least personally, like me learning how to play stuff for recording or just in general. So I like playing guitar. It's very, um, therapeutic to me, but it's not my main instrument. So like most of the stuff that I never come in, I almost never come in with like a riff because I'm like teaching myself how to do something like as we're recording it. So I think we got better because of this project. Cause we go, wouldn't it be cool if we did this? And then we go, Oh, we don't know how to do that. And then learn how to do it while you're doing it. And then it works. That's why you have so much like scrapped material because it's just songs of us learning how to do what we're doing now so yeah we had like a whole like four almost finished songs that we were going to put on like a new project and then we just like scrapped them all so one well, like six sort of complete songs yeah and those are all gone now so all gone and not until you guys get hacked that's true <laughs> There was one of one of them we posted on SoundCloud to submit to the uh, to the to the Vans Musician Challenge because we thought it would be fun to make like a song in like a week and then turn it in, and like that song's scrapped now. But if you're fast enough, it'll it'll probably still be on SoundCloud on the Maxwell Gang Unknown SoundCloud page. Hey, wait, I forgot. I submitted music to that challenge too. Yeah, hey. it's so funny like watching it happen because it's always like imagine how many people have submitted and then there's always like some indie rock artist that comes out on top literally like, like some... i submit i submitted it and I, I i forgot that challenge even existed like until like right now yeah <laughs> so did I, honestly i, I forget until i open up my spotify because i'm signed into the maxwell one and i go oh yeah this song this song i remember like sitting there looking at the submission because we turned in like 10 minutes before the deadline yeah <laughs> Like we we started the other song that we wanted to submit like a week before, and then we just worked on it for like two or three hours a day. But it was like this, like super ambitious, like six and a half minute song that like we ended up scrapping because I think we got a little over over our heads with that one. But I was watching like all the numbers go up with like more than fifty percent hip hop submissions, and then like only one of them ended up in the finals, and I was like, uh. I don't know who won that that competition now. I didn't even look. I just knew it wasn't me, so I didn't check. <laughs> Love that. You know what? No, keep King Energy. Good <laughs> for them, but I don't care. So. I'm sure I'm sure whoever got it deserved it. So that's all that matters. Definitely, definitely. Shout out to Vans, bro. True. I'm wearing them right now. Shout out JPEG Mafia for collaborating with Vans and the death grips music they use in their commercials mm -hmm. and yet they're still too expensive for me so i didn't buy them sorry jpeg sorry jpeg no so with you know you guys constantly like working on new stuff and you know getting more into the, like the scene playing more shows um is there stuff outside of maxwell gang that you guys are a part of i know you were saying how some of you are involved in like other live bands or you know stuff like that yeah, so I'll go first and then Zach will go. Um, so I'm 
in Carter's live band. Uh, I play drums. It's it's really just a fun outlet to kind of play with friends and be able to beat the crap out of my instrument. Um, as for recording stuff, I'm in a band right now with Carter that's just us doing literally the weirdest stuff that we can think of that's coming out decently soon called Dial Tones. Um, and I'm like casually writing songs for like two separate albums, except one of them, I actually got the art back from the artist, uh, which they're at, if you, if you want to check them out, I think it's like rotting rain. Um, and they're really cool Canadian artist. Um, but now I kind of have to start getting like working on that. Cause I paid commission already and I got it back and I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to waste this money. So I, I have to like, I have to complete this. And then I started like this project under the name absent everywhere that i don't know how to describe it it's like it's like an electroacoustic piano centered album and i announced it in like in like december thinking i would be like super awesome like motivated like get it done by march-ish maybe i think i said february in the original post and then like february happened and i was like I've, i kind of forgot about it for a little bit but it's still in the works so it's still going to come out at some point and hopefully it'll be good and be something that I'm proud of. Hell yeah. So, you know, going back to, you know, Maxwell gang, what can we expect in your guys' like future? Do you have any, like any upcoming plans, any you know planned releases as of right now? We have at least one planned release in the future for Maxwell gang, which is still it's kind of weird to say that it's early because i feel like we've been working on it for a while but like by a while i just mean over the course of like eight months but not every day so it's not actually a while if you add up all the cumulative hours well and like but, all the scrap stuff that ended up just being this so like yeah. some of these songs came quicker than songs that we originally thought we were going to release um so now we're, it's like at the ending stages. So we're just waiting for a couple like details to come in. Um, and then we have some fun stuff planned that I won't say so that if it doesn't happen, you don't go, what happened to this? And I go, we didn't do it. But um, we have some, like for at least this release, we have some, some fun stuff planned and, and new shows uh, and ideas that hopefully will be executed pretty soon. Awesome, awesome. That's really exciting to hear. Woo! You know, woo! You know, and um, you know, before we wrap things up, just real quick, is there like anything else you guys wanted to like mention or just like shout out? And you know, also, where can people like find your social media and find your music at? Uh, our Instagram is Maxwell Gang Official. I think that's also our Twitter. Don't follow our Twitter. No, I think you should follow our Twitter. <laughs> don't don't follow our Twitter. The bigger you get on Twitter, the faster your growth accelerates. That's true, but like all that's been on Twitter ever is just us retweeting our stuff that's happening with us involved. And then when I used to think that making a lot of Jared Leto tweets like two years ago was funny. Um, and then there were a bunch of allegations against Jared Leto. Now they're not that funny. Yeah, well, because now we kicked him out of the band. He was an honorary yeah. me- member of the band. Yeah, if we ever met him, he was gonna get a he's gonna get a free sticker and a high five. Yeah, yeah he's gonna be like he's gonna get the offer of quitting Thirty Seconds to Mars to join Maxwell Gang. Yeah, but now now he doesn't have that option. He's just out because he's he has a, he has a bunch of accusations. 
He also can't. Anyway. Add, oh God, I'm looking at the. <laughs> right, I'm looking at the tweets right now. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um, some of them don't really make sense. Like, I, if I had to like scroll back, I would go, "Oh yeah, I forgot. I tweeted about that." Um, but uh, <laughs> why is that on there? Why is what on there? You have to say it out loud. They, they can't. See oh it. my bad. It's like a picture of. I sent a picture of um, myself with a cassette of this. Oh yeah, that's what we can shout out. Um, if you do not know the hip hop group Angry Black Men, check them out immediately because they're very cool and up and coming. Uh, and so it's just a picture of me with their cassette because I collect cassettes and I don't know why that's on our page, but interesting. Because they they tweeted out us specifically. I think. Yeah, they tweeted out a picture of you holding the cassette and then retweeted, re retweeted their tweet of you holding the cassette. Yeah, I don't know why. Same I'll probably reaction. retweet that. But um, but yeah, they're really cool. But yeah, that's that's we have like personal Instagrams, but they're not really connected to the to the Maxwell one. We never like tag ourselves or anything like that. So awesome, awesome. Well, you know, guys, uh, thank you so much for you know taking time every day to do this interview it was amazing to get to talk to you guys and learn more learn more about you and the story behind maxwell gang yeah thank you for having us yeah it was cool it was always a fun having new people on the podcast and listening to what they have to say yeah it was i'm glad carter recommended us um it's fun to listen to his uh when it came out so i'm excited to hear this I mean, for like a second, I'm not like a narcissist that's going to hear my voice for an hour and listen to it back. But that's true. Plus, I probably I probably spoke in circles and repeated myself. But it's I know for a fact I did for one of them. I was like annoyed with myself on one of the answers. I was like, "Shut up, Dylan." It's okay. Very much okay. Well, uh, you know, once again, thank you guys so much. It, it means the world. And as always, thank you to the listener for listening to this episode of the Kruger Dissection. To show your support, make sure to share this episode online, leave a five-star review on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and also subscribe to stay up to date with future episodes. You can find my social media as well as Maxwell Gang's social media in the podcast description below. My name is Edwin, and I'll see you guys next time. Deuces. Deuces.